Welcome to Dating Essentials with Eva, the Relationship Maker, where we talk about dating, relationships, and we answer your questions. Yes, as Kim Bingham is saying, this is a new day in your life, and every day is a new day in your life. There are many kinds of addictions, and I realized that my addiction is codependency. I didn't know about this addiction until I encountered the pain and the problem after I broke up with my uh, ex-boyfriend. I have been with him for more than 11, around 11 years, and... We had a very interesting, I forgive him twice, and uh, at the end, he was lying and he had a double life. Why am I bringing this up? Because if any of you are in a codependent relationship, pay attention. What I'm going to tell you, it's not to tell you my life story, but I want to help you and I want to give you some clues how I overcame that dependency. Now I have been alone for uh, one and a half year or more, and I really enjoy it, but it wasn't always like this. So how you know if you are codependent? Are you taking the responsibility of the other person's life on you? Are you taking care of the bills? Are you taking care of his kids if, it's, uh, if they are not your kids, but he has from the previous relationship or marriage? Do you think that you are good enough or lovable enough? Because sometimes it doesn't seem like, but when you go and turn around and you push them away, they come back and they are, they are whistling themselves back into your life. So what did I do? First of all, I had to, uh, I had to say it's over. And I had said it twice before, and my sister said, oh, you are not going to ever get rid of him. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm a strong person. I'm, I'm always uh, on top of things. And I realized that she's right. And I said, why am I feeling like this? Why cannot just say no? That boundary that I developed... And it took me 36 years to say no to things and to, uh, to be able to, to make decisions for myself. I lost it. He was amazing in mind control and manipulation. And slowly, slowly, I did not realize then, when you are in the midst of it, you have no idea. When you get out of it and some time passes by, then you're going to see things very differently. So what did I do? First of all, I arranged a meeting to say goodbye. And I didn't want to feel that anxiety if I ever see him on the street to have to cross on the other side of the street or to hide. I just said, I'm going to stop right here, right now. And it's over. And that's it. But it was that easy? Oh, no. Oh, hell no. I came home and I was totally devastated because I didn't know how my life is going to be. Who am I going to talk to 
he was the first person to call any time something good, something bad happened. And we lived together for many years. I did take care of his kids, of my stepkids, for a while. And but after that, I had just to, I had to step out. So what did I do? First of all, I started every morning to listen to some affirmation on YouTube, then on meditation. And I remember that on the 1st of January 2019, I went to a Buddhist temple and I said, I'm going to try anything and everything to heal myself and get over the pain and over that uneasy feeling that that thought that I'm not good enough and nobody will want me ever because uh, of course it was a big manipulation about that. So the other thing I kept myself very very busy. I picked up any book, every book that I could put my hands on and one of them it was Recovery by Russell Brand. I am not promoting the book. I'm just telling you about my journey and what helped me. The other thing, it was Jay Shetty. He was more on the spiritual side. I was listening to him. Actually, I was able to meditate a little bit. And in March, I launched my podcast. And the whole idea behind the podcast was to talk about and invite people to talk about their experiences and to help people to overcome some of the problems they had in a relationship. Also by training, I used to train people in assertiveness, which I lost, of course, in uh, communication, self-confidence. And I had to gain and, and gain all this back because it was there, but it was hidden so deep that I knew that I have to spend the time on me. And the biggest thing that I had to learn that how to love myself, because the love of other people, it's not as important as the love that you have for yourself. And that's a healthy love. That's a respect for yourself. So one of the things that in this recovery book I found it was, what do I want to change? And that was a hard one because I wanted to change many things and I wanted to happen it overnight because I was hurting. But I had to take one step at a time. And the fear of what I'm going to discover when I know myself again, that is going to be painful, it is going to be something I will not like about myself. But in the same way I said, if I'm discovering something I don't like, I can change it. It totally depends on me. Then what is going to be the cost of me changing? Am I going to be able to, to be more assertive? Am I going to be able to get my confidence back? Or I'm going to get back to my old ways where I'm going to be the yes person. And I had to go back to the basics that there is yes, there is no, 
and there is compromise in the middle and learned what is the difference of and what is the healthy thing between the yes and the no and what am I willing to compromise. So it was very it was a very interesting process. I also had to find out what was my part in that relationship. Why what happened? Because I said if I discover that it was me the problem, how I'm going to forgive myself or how I'm going to ask for uh, for the person to forgive me. Because that's how how you end something. It's forgiving or forgiven. And what what role did I play in relationship? And I realized that I played the caretaker because everything was revolving around the other person. And funnily enough, he played the victim card all along. And me, I was sorry and I wanted to help and I wanted to uh, make his life better, but I lost my myself. So these 11 years, they were the biggest lessons that I learned. And they say, people who teach you about yourself, it's not the people who agree with you, but people who test you. And believe me, I was tested to the limit. But I learned a lot. And would I change it? Perhaps I would have not gone that long. But the the lessons I learned were valuable. And one of the things I would not be able to do the podcast and I would not be able to talk about relationship issues, about dating, about personal issues, about self-love, about confidence, if I would not have had the best teacher and him and his son, who was a problem child, they were the best teachers because they tested my patience. They they put they tested me to the limit and I was able to overcome it. I was able to get out of it. It took me a year and something. And sometimes I still have some thoughts and I'm saying, no, 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 let's keep busy. And that's what I did most of the time. I kept very busy. I had a journal. I was writing down the good things and the bad things. I allowed myself to think about everything that it was bad and that helped me. I did allow my, myself also the time to heal and that helped. It allowed me to look into me and say, okay, who I am? How, how did I lost myself so badly that I forgot to love myself? And for me, love, I realized it's not like I look in the mirror and it's like, oh, I love myself. That, that for me, it sounds silly. It doesn't work for me. For some people, it works. But for me, it was the respect for myself, the healthy respect for myself. And every little achievement, every step I overcame, I was celebrating. I went to... In that book, they were talking about codependency groups. I did attend three times a codependency group, but it wasn't for me. 
and I'm sure there are many other groups and they are very good, but this group was in a way that the for the three times I went, the same people got up every time and they were saying the same, uh, they were talking about the same problems and they have been in a group for five, six years and I said, no, I need to heal now. I don't have 10, 20 years to heal. Then a friend of mine used to be uh, married with an alcoholic and she attended a meeting, an AA meeting, specifically for the spouses of the alcoholic. She strived on it. Now she's divorced uh, from that person, but she was doing really well, but it was not for me. I went two or three times, the same thing. And I said, if I heal, I'm I'm like a cat. I hide, I heal, and resurface. So that's what I did. I did not dwell on anything negative. I was looking for positive things. I was listening to affirmations on YouTube. I was looking at funny videos. Everything that had to be with humor, I was doing it. I was taking long walks. I have a dog, so it was very easy to do that. And also I have my family. And when they were around me, I could not allow myself to uh, to get into that mindset of, oh, uh, you know what, um, I'm hurting right now. And that helped me. So I'm talking about my family, but I don't want to forget my friends who were there for me. And one of my friends was going through the same thing as me. So we were calling each other quite often. She's married now. I'm not. But yeah, it's, uh, you, you need that group of amazing people and I'm very blessed having them in my life. I hope that if you are in one of those relationships, you're going to find a way to get out of it. And there are two sides. There are three sides, actually. There is the yes and there is the no and there is the compromise. Certain things... To certain things, you're going to say no, you don't want to do it. And I so respect people when they say, you know, I cannot do it instead of, yeah, let me see. It's kind of wishy-washy and I know they are not going to give 100% of their time of, or their effort. They are the people who say yes, if it's a good thing. And I know I can count on them. But there is also the midway which is compromise, especially if you are in a relationship and you can set your boundaries and you can keep your values very strong, which I forgot about it. Maybe you don't like something the other person does or you don't agree. You have arguments because that's healthy, because we are so different, all of us. And if we agree on everything, it becomes very boring. You need that little excitement. When you are in the codependent relationship, even little things like, let's say, what are we going to do tonight? Are we going to the movies? Are we going for a walk? The person who is the codependent is going to rely on the, on the other person to make the decision. And if they say, no, I don't want to go there, 
then the codependent person is going to say, okay, so let's do what you want and next time I'm going to choose and there is always next time, but it never happens. So there is always ways and I'm just giving you an example. But it's so important to know that you have options. It's so important that you have boundaries, that you can set your, you can put your foot down, that you can figure out a way how to, how to love yourself. And when you love yourself, it's easy to love the other person. If you are totally drained out and you don't have any love left for yourself, how can you give love to the other person? Take your time and think about yourself first. It's not selfish, but if you are whole, then your relationship is going to be whole. It's not that you're neglecting people, but you take time for yourself so you are healthier, more loving, and you can say no, you can say yes, let's compromise. I hope this helps and do your diligence, look for answers. Check out my website www.evadrelationshipmaker.com Go to my Facebook page, same name, Eva the Relationship Maker. Maybe you find some interesting uh, ideas. So take care and until next time. Be gentle, be safe and don't forget there is no happiness without love. Love yourself first and love your partner. Thank you for listening and this day it's a new day in your life.